0: This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental well-being company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your well-being mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own well-being mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being and hopefully you can learn what you need to get
1: your well-being module on.
0: This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing."
1: Now, this afternoon's discussion is again, one of our presuppositions from our emotional wealth. And the presupposition is we practise mindfulness regularly. Now, for anybody who knows about mindfulness, we would love to hear from you. Has it worked for, for you? You know, what kind of things do you do? Please text us on 60066 and start your message with HCR. Or you can email the studio on studio at hcr923fm.com. We would love to listen to anything that you have, that you've been practising, that you've been doing. Or even if it's not worked for you, what have you tried, what's happened, anything you want to share. You can also contact us on our Facebook page so you can put any comments within at 3 b well-being and we will be able to find them and answer them online as well. So our presupposition is we practice mindfulness regularly. Now we've said this before but for just anybody who's not listened in so far our emotional wealth series is around emotional resilience and emotional intelligence and it's sort of merging the two and the reason we call it emotional wealth is because it's important to have a wealth of emotions and to understand that they're giving us information and it's not about running and hiding from those that we feel are not good it's about utilizing them and understanding them more And just like money, we listen to our emotions, they give us information, they feed us. So the more we utilize them, the more wealth that we have. Now, within our emotional wealth, we have these presuppositions. There are 10 presuppositions, and it's just a fancy word for the hooks, if you like, the things that you can aim towards so that you know that you have emotional wealth, that that you're working on your resilience and your intelligence and working towards this. So they're just like guidance system, really. And this particular one seems really simple, doesn't it? We practice mindfulness regularly, but actually, how many of us don't do it? And I'm including myself here. There are times when I get to a stage where I'm like do you know what I'm feeling really down and I know why I've not done any mindfulness for a while and it can take many different forms so we think it's quite an easy one don't we so when when we originally start this in our in our training course, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know what this is going to be about. But how many times has it been like, oh, okay, this is more to this than we thought?
0: Absolutely. I think it's kind of, you know, at the face of it, you know, we practise mindfulness regularly. We all talk a lot more about mindfulness now. There's a lot more understanding of what it is. It's kind of in our day to day language. And that's not just because we're in this world. I think a lot more people are aware of what mindfulness is. I think the challenge with it is making it so it fits for you. And that's very much what we're about here at 3B. You know, we're not a one-size-fits-all approach to mental well-being. And I think mindfulness is a big part of that. You know, it's sort of, we might know what it is, but how do I apply it in my life? How do I do it on a daily basis? How do I, you know, make it mean something for me? Because some people will say, it's a bit like meditation, isn't it? They'll go, oh, I tried that and it doesn't work. Doesn't do anything for me, so I think there's there's a, it's like anything you know that we want to become good at, we need to practice it. So mindfulness is is no different.
1: So when we talk about mindfulness, very often people are like, oh, it's, is it? It's navel gazing, or it's doing that breathing which I do all the time anyway. So there can be it can be quite cynical, you know. we, we mm. hear that a lot. Mindfulness is more than that, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's way more than that. I mean, it, I mean, at its core, for me, it's about where we place our attention. Mm. You know, because kind of from there, that's where everything else flows. That's that's where our thoughts flow. That's where our feelings flow. That's where our you know wherever our attention is focused, that's what we're going to be caught up with. Yeah. So, with mindfulness, what we're doing is we're being more intentional with our attention, if that makes sense, aren't we? We're kind of deliberately sort of tuning in to you know, what's going on around us, we're noticing something particularly, it, and this can be external or internal. We can use mindfulness to kind of tune into ourselves or we can use it to kind of distract ourselves and, and tune in more to our environment. Um, yeah, so it's, it's about being intentional with your attention. Does that make sense for you? Yeah, idea? it does. I
1: think what you're saying, because it's, qu- it's really key, isn't it? Where, whatever you focus on, that's where your attention goes to. That's what will be heightened. That's what will be the focus. So we can often, you know, focus on the negative mm. rather than maybe focusing on seeing it in a different way. Yeah. So that could be like the kind of things. I think what's really important is that it's not. It's not a sticking plaster. It's not about ignoring the negative. It's about, okay, there's that, but what is it also? That's a, a phrase that we use as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's, and that stops you from kind of getting caught up in the thing. I think the, the sort of the other element to mindfulness as well, which kind of links with what you're saying for me, is about, you know, whatever you're noticing, that you suspend in judgment on that
1: that's the big one and i think that that's a that's a real key one i think that would be really good to discuss because mindfulness takes so many different forms you can always find something that works for you and that's we're really big on that it's not one size fits all it's about figuring out what works for you now meditation is mindfulness it's a really big part of it and we know that you know there's been research done with regards to meditation. And scientifically proven, it changes our brain. It really does change our brain. So it reduces the stress indicators and it increases our learning capacity. So we know this already. So anybody who does, if you're really into this and you've got people who are skeptical, then clearly they haven't done the research. You know, there's a lot of information that's been done around this lately and around other forms of mindfulness. But one of the big things is, is that when people think about meditation, that word meditation, I'm specifically talking about that within the realm of mindfulness. Very often people will go, I can't, I can't have a blank head. You know, my mind isn't blank. There's thing, things that come up, thoughts that come up, images that come up, whatever it happens to be. You know what, that's normal. That is actually normal. It's really hard to have a blank mind. And, you know, maybe the Buddhists who did this for years and years or whatever, maybe they've got that, but actually the majority of us who do this don't have that blank mind. There are going to be thoughts, but it is about suspending that judgment on it. So rather than having to do anything with the thought, or the image, or the feeling, whatever it is that comes up, it's just about noticing it. But how do we do that? Because that's a big one. Because very often we we will automatically go into judgment. It's re- it's really funny because it. it uh, takes us back to our caveman years and i'm sure you've heard us say this before but there are things within us human beings that are throwback to the caveman side so we will automatically go into judgment because we are going into is it safe or not that that's where that comes from but there's a lot of things that you know we no longer need from that era and so we need to change that and we can we can change it it can seem difficult, but we are able to change the way our brain works. So if we automatically do start to go into judgment, what kind of things could we do, so that will suspend that again, that enables us to just notice rather than go into judgment?
0: Well, I'm kind of going to use the word notice to help us notice, if you see what I mean. It's kind of about pausing and stopping ourselves. So we, we have to learn to kind of to take that pause. So if we're noticing that we're going there, <laughs> then that will help us. So it's kind of being aware, isn't it? It's about being aware of, you know, what are the things that could send me to certain places or starting to be aware of, of what's sort of showing up. Do you get a, a feeling, a sensation to something, you know, do you get a bit of a pain in your head? Do you get attention? you know, in your body? Is it showing up there? Are you becoming sort of overwhelmed or panicky? It's kind of, I suppose that's that's what I'm saying about noticing. And then you can start to kind of practice that pause and seeing sort of what's happening. And and in terms of suspending the judgment, again, it's really about sort of not allowing yourself to to go down that path. Now, it might feel really comfortable, even if it's something that you don't like to do. And Mm. that's the contradiction with it because it's what you know. yeah. So it's about kind of learning to sort of rewire things. But I think fundamentally, you've got to be open to it. You've got to want to yeah. sort of tune in and notice. And I mean, and you can even do a little, if it's a bit more practical for some people, do a little log. You know, you can either do it in your mind, which is then again, taking you out of the judgment or the situation or the feeling, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is what I'm observing. So it's kind of like you're on a little data gathering experiment, or you could start to write things down. I think developing our noticing skills can also be done, you know, sort of in other ways. Um, one of the things that I do is I'm trying to kind of work with my mind so that it will work with me, if you say so to me. Yeah. So when I go on my walk each morning, I am, I'm quite often in my head. Mm quite often, duh, 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 duh. got to do this today, duh, duh, duh. shouldn't have said that to them, duh, duh, duh. why have you done that again soon, you know, kind of whatever kind of conversations are going on in there, I'm in my head, not enjoying my walk, hmm. Don't even, I've got from, you know, one end of the lane to the other and I've not even noticed that I'm there, so I will consciously pause, I might even physically stop because I'm in a rhythm, I'm in a pattern with my walk there, so I might kind of consciously stop to start again, but with a different intention, with the intention of being more fully present, which is what mindfulness is about. And so what I might then start to do is notice colours, patterns, shapes. You know, I'm lucky that I live near quite a green space. Do you live opposite
1: (laughs) Park, (laughs) Sue? I was just
0: trying to phrase it in a different way. You just won't let me. (laughs) So yeah, I might be walking around the park. So I'm kind of, I'm focusing on, you know, the shapes of leaves, the, if it's been raining, what's been the impact of that? Just the, the color of the sky, what's in the distance? It's almost like a little challenge that I'm doing for myself. No, I, I'm talking about what works for me here. Mm. And I'm talking about something that I am, I suppose I'm in training, if you like. I like that. We're forever in training. Yes. You know, when it comes to sort of working on ourselves. But for me, that's enabled me to be more mindful. And and I think what it does is all this suspending judgment, all this kind of noticing, all this tuning in, I can feel myself slowing down. And when I slow down, I'm less reactive. When I slow down, I breathe more deeply. And when I breathe more deeply, I just feel more capable and more able to deal with things. Now I'm not doing it all the time and I'm not, Perfect at it, but I think when you start to notice how that feels, you know when you're not doing it, yeah. So then it's easier to reach for that place. I have no idea if any of this is making sense. I think it's making I'd love perfect for sense for someone to kind of
1: contact us and let us know if it's helpful. I mean, it's helpful for me. I, I love the way you've done that. You know, we talk about this all the time, but it's always something different that comes up. I, I, i really liked your story i think what i took from that as well is so when you started out on your walk and you've noticed and you actually stop that what you're not doing is you're not giving yourself a hard time for not doing it you've just noticed you've not been doing it and you intentionally stop and intentionally change it and that i look i think that's brilliant because yeah we very often beat ourselves up over things so you're not doing that you're not giving yourself a hard time because that's not helpful. Mm. But what you're doing is going, oh, I've not been doing that, right? Stop, set about it again. And we all have the chance to do that. We all have a chance to reset, yeah. you know, with what we're doing within, our, within ourselves so that we don't have to give ourselves a hard time. It's just like, oh, okay, I was in judgment there, right? Now I've noticed, I can stop and just start again. And that's okay, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's what we need to kind of let go of, if you like, yeah. in that situation. Because otherwise, I'll end up kind of repeating myself, just beating myself up. Yeah. And then it's kind of like my walk's nearly over. And I've kind of wasted that opportunity yeah. to kind of give myself a bit of nourishment, something good, fill myself up, you know, before I start my day. Mm. And I know that, for me, I really notice the difference You know when I don't do that or when I am caught up in my head in my walk and again yeah I'm learning not to beat myself up about it Mm. everything's kind of a learning experience and I think if we're able to kind of shift our our mindset I like your idea about calling it a reset Mm. because we've all got the capacity to do that yeah I think it's just sometimes we feel like we can't because we're really fixed on doing something a certain way so we don't give ourselves that leeway but actually we're in charge and we
1: can do that, and we know that actually flexibility—it just helps us with so many things. You know, uh, my, it's funny because I always remember being young, and my dad always saying to me, "You need to learn to be like a tree and bend in the wind."
0: Oh, I like
1: that. And I really—it's—it's it's really funny because I always used to be like, "What's you going on about now?" You know, as a kid, and I mean, <laughs> I, I like a proper kid, kid. Whereas actually now, it's about flexibility. Mm. So the wind doesn't affect the tree and we know it can uproot the tree. But actually, even then, I've seen uh, it was only yesterday I saw a picture of a tree that had been uprooted and it's on its side and it started growing anyway. And it's got four branches coming up. So there's like four trees coming out of the one log all the way along. So, the wind still didn't stop it. You know, it just changed and it, it, it became different, a different way of looking at it. But yeah, it's not usually, you know, the branches move in the wind. So, it has that flexibility. And that's what we need as human beings. We need to have flexibility. And that's a, that's a really key one. When you were talking there, what it got me thinking of, and I, this helps me. So it might not help anybody else, but this helps me to go to, there's two different elements. So if something comes up, it's either just let it go. So I think that there's two songs that link with this. So you know, I'm not even going to try and say, let it go, let it go. You said there you weren't go. going to try and I know it, I did, but I, well, I didn't just did it. <laughs> I didn't try, I just did it. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry, Don't try and retune your radio. It was me singing. <laughs> but there's the let it go. So if you can th- if that helps to put that song in your head or just that thought, let it go, just let it go. And you can do that, that works for me. So when there's stuff going on in my head, I very often will go, just let it go, let it go. And, and, th- and then I start in my head start to sing it or sometimes out loud and then if i can't do that the other song is let it be Ah. so it's sort of like okay it's not going for whatever reason i need to deal with it but i can't deal with it right now so i just need to let it be so and then obviously that brings that song into my mind By the Fabulous Beatles. So you've got, for me, it really works for me that if I'm in that place where I start going into judgment when I need to be in my mindful space, because I know that that mindful space will support me to you know, get into a healthy mindset, to be able to do work, to do whatever I need. And then I can find the time to deal with it at a set point or even to talk about it with somebody like I very often do with you. I go there. So either let it go or let it be. I like that. It works for me. So there you go. There's like lots of different things, but it might not work for everybody.
0: No, but I think that's that's a really good one to try, actually, because I think they're two, they're sort of two things that people, it's something that people can grab onto, isn't yeah. it? And if they want to have a little sing song. <laughs> Then in their head or out loud, you know, then they even could, if they can't sing, they could also do that. And they can thank you for the earworms <laughs> You know, that yes. they'll be carrying around with them for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think all these things with, with practicing mindfulness regularly, I think, you know, you mentioned before about studies, you know, the, be- the benefits are all there. The, the studies are showing this. I think there's something in us, isn't there, that we've got to we've got to want to do it. You know our three Bs, be, believe, breathe, really Mm. fit really well with the mindfulness, don't they? And it's sort of like we've got to, have we got to believe that it's going to do us some good? Do we need to believe? What do you think, Claire?
1: I think we can try. Mm. I think, well, no, I'm going to start that again, not try. I think we can act as though we believe
0: it. Oh, I like that, yeah.
1: Sometimes if we don't, it's about, trying it on, mm. so you can try it on and go, okay, what do, what do I think about this? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, go, I'm gonna believe it for now because I'm gonna believe this is good for me and, you know, so this will work. And I think that then is like a positive way of thinking about it. And then if it really doesn't, then obviously you can find other things, mm. but actually just go away, I'm just gonna try it. Again, you're suspending that judgment on it. Yes. You know, we've, we've done courses, I remember a specific course we were doing from our Man Matters model with a company, and there was a guy in that who was very much yeah uh, oh, 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 you're gonna tell us to breathe now. You know, I learned that from a young age, and you know, very negative about stuff, and really didn't want to try it. What I really liked though was, there was another guy there in the course who just, took everything we said he did. I remember oh just yeah. a fabulous human being took it not not because he took everything we said but he because playing. he was open yeah. to it and he just took it all on and went and tried things And, oh, my God, what was the
0: difference? Well, other people were coming up to us and going, I don't know what you've done with so-and-so, but he's a completely different person. (laughs) He's so calm when he comes into the office now. And before he'd been, he'd admitted he'd been quite sort of manic, Manic. hadn't he, in in his behaviour, and he was getting really stressed. And um, things were really kind of getting on top of him. And that was really coming out in Mm. the way that he was communicating. And it was impacting on relationships. And I think, yeah, somewhere in there, the, the difference, like you're saying, the attitudes. Because mm. I think what someone's doing there, you know, and, and I'm not having a go at that that first person. You know, they, they're where they were. Yeah. You know, at that point in time, and maybe they weren't ready for it. Mm. And maybe they never will be.
1: Well, if you remember, actually, a couple of sessions later, I think it was our third of the four, and he was like, "Oh well, I've been doing this because this other guy had done it, and I learned it from him. Not learned anything from them too well, but right. I've learned he it from learned him." It yeah. <laughs> and it was, but it was great because actually, what he'd done is he—he he obviously needed somebody else, yeah. or he needed to spend some time, and he'd actually learned it then. So he'd taken on board, and I think he'd seen the difference from the, the his colleague and i think that's really that's really good i think we tapped into his unconscious
0: <laughs> somewhere along the way
1: <laughs> but it's fine as long as he got there that's fine yeah. and i think that's the, that's the thing it's really important to understand it's just get into it at a time when you are ready but i like this guy just okay i'm just going to take this on and try it and I'm sure there's some things that probably didn't work for him, but there was clear things that really did, and it really did change. Like you say, we had people coming up to us just going, what have you done? What did you do with it? He's just brilliant. He's so calm. He's great. Love it. And he said the same. he, he noticed a huge difference in himself. And I think it's that. This mindfulness and, and why it's one of these presuppositions is because it is life-changing. And I don't use that word lightly. I really don't. It's life-changing. I've I've noticed a difference. You've noticed a difference. I've seen a difference with you as well. Yes. And we see it in our clients and in our, you know, the work that we do. You know, there are so many different people that we can just go, oh, God, how different is she? You know, somebody we worked with at Southport, and it was like just you know a completely different person and in such a good place now from where she was and it's just wonderful to see and i think that's why we're very much advocates of this mindfulness
0: i think the other thing with it as well is that everyone's got the capacity for it everyone's got the potential for it yeah doesn't cost anything no it's a free resource that resides within us it's just about tapping into it and discovering it for yourself in a way that works for you and I can't I just can't stress that enough you know we can sit here and kind of share stories and anecdotes and, and information and tips but it's up to people to try Yeah, you know it's kind of it's about people sort of wanting to do the work and being willing being willing to give yourself that gift mm. you know of, of, of mindfulness and I think in terms of our emotional wealth what What mindfulness does is it it frees up space for me. It frees up space within your mind, within your heart, to kind of prevent or reduce that potential for overwhelm and kind of reaction, which is where we get caught up when we kind of make bad decisions, where we end up in conflict with people, where we end up just not feeling great, where we end up acting from our emotions. Mm -hmm. And what mindfulness does is it, it builds that, helps us build that bank of self we talk about, helps us build that, so we're more resourceful, we're in that healthier mindset space, so that we can choose our responses, in ways that work for us, and we just, and we're living it, and we're breathing it, and we're feeling it, and we're using our emotions, for us, instead of, you know, having them rub up against us.
1: So, it's sort of like, there's so many different things, that can come under mindfulness, and if, if, You know, if you're just starting out on your journey, you know, there's some things that we'll discuss here that you can start to try. You know, if you're already doing mindfulness and things, if we don't say something, please do chip in. We would love to hear from you. Email us at studio at hcr923fm.com or give us a text on 60066 and start your message with HCR. Tell us what you're doing, what's worked for you. Mindfulness is such a useful and, like you said, free resource that we can use to support ourselves to have more mental well-being, which will then have an impact on our physical well-being as well, because it's all together. And really really helpful in any stressful situations that you may find so i had a group coaching session yesterday so anybody listening from there try some mindfulness always try and put some mindfulness in place now there are things that you can try that will support you to get out of your head so thoughts may still come but there are certain things that you can try so like I said, meditation's a brilliant one. You know, there are there's lots of research that shows how that works. If you're not good at just spending some time in total silence, then you could try a guided meditation. That's really good. But, you know, there's lots of other things you can also do. One of the training courses that me and Sue do is called the Mind Pamper. And I love the Mind Pamper because when we deliver it, It's like we're
0: getting it as well, isn't it, Sue? I feel like I'm walking on a cloud afterwards.
1: It's lovely. And we delivered one recently in the community rooms at the community shop in Holton, And some fabulous people came along from there. And it was really good because we did some guided meditation and we did some other mindfulness techniques. And one of the ones that Sue leads on is around the five things that you can see the four things that you can feel the three things that you can hear the two things that you can smell and the one thing that you can taste so it's sort of like it's using all of your senses so if you're lucky enough to have all of your senses then it's really helpful for that and Sometimes people have done this and they've gone, right, I can see um, a poster, a TV screen, a book, a phone, this or that or the other. It's not about that. I tend to now, I go off and I don't even know when she's finished sometimes because I literally, I start to stare at something. So like where I am right now, we're in our studio and it's got grey squares all over the wall because obviously four um, soundproofing and they've got shapes but they've all been up put up slightly differently so the shapes change and move and there's a darker gray and then there's a lighter gray and then there's actually an even an in between gray as well it's that kind of thing so you can train yourself by just looking at something and you can just see like all the different colors so, like I've said, i have just just in that really short space of time, I can see three different greys in this one square. But then it's like, notice the shapes. Is there a texture to it? Because it looks like that there is. It uh, looks like there's a texture to it. That's the kind of thing. Now, when you're doing that, it's very difficult to start going, what am I going to have for my tea? Oh, have I a, have a cleaned the house? Oh what have I done what have I spoken to them about? It's difficult to do it. It's difficult to get into your mind because your mind is occupied with going. Oh, I've noticed a different oh, there's a lighter grey. Oh there's your mind's focused on that. And even just even if you only do that one tiny bit, even if you just do what are five things you can see. So I can see light grey, dark grey. I can see an in between grey now. And the square and it's got this texture to it, and just in that 30 seconds, takes you out of your head, gets you focused on something else, which actually means then, when you come to focus back on whatever it is, you're probably going to do it easier, because it's opened your mind up, because that's what mindfulness does, it enables you to see things differently, by refocusing
0: not it It really does. I think you see things more sharply. Mm-hmm. I think things come into focus. I think you, you're more naturally tuned into your environment. I think what tends to happen as well is that you start to have more meaningful conversations with people because you're consciously giving them your attention rather than just being in your own head and waiting for what you want to say and thinking about what you're having for your tea or what you've got to do next. It's there's so much to it that we can do I love the five senses exercise I love doing it with groups and um, you know we've had all sorts of responses with that um, I always remember a woman that, that came to us and said that she'd done it with her partner when they were having a panic attack a very severe panic attack I remember and that. it had really helped them mm. um, to kind of come out of that and, and, and to just breathe normally um, so you know can be really transformational both kind of in an instant and also over a long period of time of practice and I think it's a really nice one that you can sort of pick and choose from like you say you can just you can say right I'm just going to do the things I can see and really tune into that so you're Mm -hmm. starting to notice shapes and colours and patterns so yeah and I think you know what you can hear what you can smell what you can taste it kind of goes uh, sometimes with the taste one people are kind of oh I'm not sure you know toothpaste from like you know kind of this morning or intentionally take a drink um, and kind of really sort of savor that because that's another aspect to mindfulness isn't it mindful eating mindful drinking
1: yeah i mean because they say yeah that actually when we're eating it's better to not i'm terrible at it so i eat as i'm watching a program or something but they do say it's better to eat and just and focus on what you're actually eating yeah. And yeah, because it helps you to notice the flavour, notice what you're eating it at, and it's supposed to help you to fill you up more,
0: yeah, as well. It helps with your digestion and things like that. I think as well.
1: Yeah, um, which is helpful for our body. Then isn't yeah. it? So there is. It's. It has so many sort of like helpful things to it that we can always find something. So I'm not very good at doing the mindful eating, but I'm good at doing the mindful walking. Mm you know so I can do that until I get pulled one way or the other by one of the dogs you know and my arm's coming out of its socket but it doesn't matter because there's still parts of it so I'm still able to do that how many times I'm walking and I just I see the trees or I'll just be like I'll stick my head in the air anybody looking at me will think I'm completely loony but you know I don't care I really don't because it's sort of like I'm sniffing the air and I'm just thinking oh and like yesterday there was a lovely breeze Mm. and it was just after the heat of everything it was so lovely to feel that breeze on my face just something as simple as that can be really helpful in your day but you can start off first thing in the morning Mm. you can start your mindfulness day by straight away in the morning don't jump out of bed don't go and do anything just just still lie there when you've just woke up And just notice how you're feeling. And then maybe you can even set yourself. What is it you want from the day? I like that. So that's not, I want to make sure I've got my to-do list done. That I've cleaned the house. I've got everybody's tea ready. I've taught the dogs for a while. It's not a to-do list. It's not. It's setting how you want to be that day. So are you going to be focused and energised? Are you going to be calm and relaxed
0: yeah whatever it happens to be whatever you need from that day that can really help I think if you've got a bit of a challenging day ahead so Mm -hmm. rather than kind of just jumping up and diving straight into it as is you know what we would often do we don't give ourselves any leeway do we? we don't give ourselves any respite actually sort of spending a little bit of time with ourselves maybe doing a little bit of breathing or just kind of looking out the window as we're laying bed you know if that's something you can do or sort of noticing how, how the covers feel, you know, on your body or, you know, just anything at all that, that kind of relates for you. You know, you could try the, that's a great place, you could try the five senses exercise, mm. couldn't you? Yeah. Just doing that in your room. So you, you kind of had a little bit of a, it's like a mini meditation really, isn't it? Before you've even started. Then you can kind of go into your day. Then it's kind of like, bring it on. I can deal with anything and everything
1: so what is it that you think you could do to help to bring mindfulness into your daily life or help to be mindful regularly so maybe it's the let it be or maybe it's my song for choice for today which is let it go so you've got a chance to hear the proper version now i know you will want me to sing it again but you know what? I'm just going to let you listen to somebody else singing it instead. So have a listen to this. Oh, let it go. I bet you couldn't tell the difference between me singing before and her then, could really
0: you? I Clara thought it was you. And you, yeah, see?
1: But it wasn't. <laughs> Fabulous song. So even if you're not a kid and you've not watched Frozen, I still think that song's brilliant. But stick it in your head, let it go, let it go. It's a really helpful way with your mindfulness so we practice mindfulness regularly so we've given you some tips already so far on the kind of things you can do what else can people do to help with mindfulness so
0: well it's funny you know when you were talking about sort of how you go about your day yeah because i think that's what mindfulness is for me it's about sort of taking pleasure in the details of daily life you know even like the mundane and the routine Mm. um so Okay, so this is going to sound a bit weird, but I do mindful washing up.
1: And do you know what? I don't know why, but I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I do mindfulness loading of the dishwasher. Well, yes,
0: we're not fancy enough to have a dishwasher in our house just at the moment. Um, I am the dishwasher. And I actually have arguments with my partner over doing the washing up that I want to do it. It's mine. (laughs) (laughs) okay she is a little bit weird but
1: bear with her she's fab as well
0: (laughs) yeah I sort of I suppose what I mean by the the mindful I mean the washing up's just one example you know where I find it's like an opportunity for me to just kind of have a few minutes when if I find myself going off into my head you know kind of like reflected on the day or you know oh that conversation didn't go well or well, I've still not emailed so and so oh I need to give my mum a ring you know kind of all that if I find myself doing that what what I actually do is start to just focus on the task mm. so I'm in the task um, you know kind of I, I go to one of these refill shops to get all my sort of household kind of detergent and um, laundry liquid and washing up liquid and things like that and they always have the most amazing sort of smelling products. Mm-hmm. So I always love going to choose my washing up <laughs> liquid. I know, yeah, I am a little bit weird. And I've also bought some really beautiful refillable sort of glass bottles with the pom pom. Mm-hmm. And I know this sounds a bit lame, but it's all about sort of making that a nice experience. Yeah. So not only am I supporting a local business, not only am I reducing my plastic, I'm actually sort of helping myself to enjoy washing up a little bit more because I've got a product that's not got nasty chemicals in it but still doing a good job on the dishes and it smells beautiful and it's kind to my hands and it looks pretty
1: <laughs> it's it in the lovely pretty. gas bottle. Yeah. but actually do you know what but that makes sense I know it might sound a little straight but it makes sense, actually, to, me, it it? Makes sense <laughs> to me when you say it I probably hadn't thought about it before but If you've got to do a task, and let's face it, we do have to do washing up of some sort. I don't put my pans in, so I'll still have to wash them. But yeah, I put it into the dishwasher. But I can still make it a nice experience. So what you said there is you set it up so that it's going to be as nice as it can be. And actually, sometimes you're not having to think. So you can just get into the mundane of doing that. Doing that, like, and like, I'm not being funny, but it's the same with hoovering. Now, I've always, always, if I'm cleaning the house, I have to have music on because it makes it so much more enjoyable. You know, you're having a little boogie as you're like pushing the hoover around or putting the mop around, whatever it happens to be. It's about making something enjoyable out of it, and actually, that can be mindful. So, listening to music can be mindful. Mm. Because you can listen to like the tune, or you can listen to the words. You know, I, me and my partner do like some um, classical music. So it's like every now and again, he'll surprise me on a Sunday, and I'll come to and there's classical music oh, on, beautiful. and it's just it's so lovely because it just puts me into a completely calm frame of mind. And then it's like, it doesn't matter. And it's like, that's
0: a nice Sunday feel for me. Yeah. And
1: I really like that.
0: I, I mean, and obviously being a radio station, you know, music's a huge part of, you know, yeah. life here at, at HCR. And also kind of for us, each, each personally, we've got very different music tastes, but it's kind of having that appreciation. And I think so often music is just background noise. Yeah. Isn't it? Whereas actually kind of taking time to sort of sit and listen.
1: Yeah. Me and my
0: partner love music and we've, we've sort of, our vinyl collection is growing you know and um you know we kind of have like an intentional time where we will sit and we will put an album on mm. and listen to it fully and we won't talk and we'll just sit there and we'll just listen mm. you know because like in this age of like digital you know kind of mix and match which is great yeah. you know you can mix all your songs up and you can do your own playlists and things you know without having to get the tape recorder out and press Play record while the top 40s on on Sunday night oh, <laughs> but you know it 's kind of actually having that appreciation of listening to something in the way that it was intended mm. to be shared, and I think stuff like that is mindful you know so I think there are things that we can do it's not just about household tasks, but I think there's a lot Like I was saying, it's kind of like finding the pleasure in the details of of the mundane and the uh, things that we kind of want to rush and get on with. Mm. Actually, that's a way for you to buy back a bit bit of time for yourself. You know, I was like, you know, nobody likes changing beds, you know, and getting all kind of wrapped up in duvet covers and all this kind of thing. But actually taking time to sort of do that is also an act of self-care because you're making your environment nice.
1: And I love getting into a freshly made bed it's just there's something completely (laughs) different about
0: his fab I know and my 20 year old self would think I was really lame (laughs) thinking that that was amazing but there is it's something I feel very kind of lucky and privileged that I can do that every now Mm. so yeah I completely agree with you in that I think for me with the mindfulness it goes back to this idea of being intentional and actually we have to work at it but we can work at it in a way that's enjoyable and that's giving us something back as we do it so it's kind of like a reciprocal thing that we're sort of coming back to ourselves with and I think you can incorporate it into so many things you know if you're somebody that likes to cycle or to walk you know or you play a sport you can actually be mindful while you're doing that I mean I like to do a little bit of yoga stretching and what again sometimes i find myself going off into my head while i'm doing that i'm not being present mm. so it's about going okay so come back where have you gone <laughs> you know have a little phrase that you maybe say to yourself you know to kind of bring yourself back into that moment and i appreciate that for a lot of people being with ourselves and being in that moment can feel really alien and really uncomfortable but you know kind of give it a try Allow yourself to sort of go with it, because that—that's the whole point.
1: The reason that one—it's one of the presuppositions of emotional wealth—is because when you're in that moment, you're able then to understand if there are any feelings that come up, and you might understand then or start to notice why you're feeling that way, and that's really healthy. It's healthy to notice, to be with your feelings, and to start to understand where that where they're coming from and what's going on within you rather than constantly pushing them away.
0: It kind of leads really nicely into my song choice. I love it. Everything we've been talking about. Um no it's this song has actually been <laughs> developed it's it's got a real poignancy um because of the passing of Olivia Newton John. Um, a few days ago. Now, I actually chose this song several weeks ago when I was doing preparation for all my song titles for our Emotional Wealth Conversations. Um, And the reason I chose it was because I'd heard um, Olivia Newton-John's version of this song um, on a TV show I was watching a few months ago. And I was like, oh, I've not heard this song for ages. And the song is Xanadu. Um, and the reason why I thought it fitted really well with what we were talking about here is because, you know, this term Zanadir is associated with paradise Mm. you know, the idea that there is a utopia that we're seeking as as individuals and what I think, and this is going to sound really cheesy so, you know, get crackers at the ready, everybody Um, but I think this moment-to-moment of mindfulness can actually help us all build up our own sense of connection, of wonder, of joy. Um, And what it does is it stimulates our senses, it helps us to smile inside and out. And for me, this is a kind of paradise. Now, having said all that, I'm going a bit left field because I haven't chosen Olivia Newton-John's version of this song. I've chosen Jeff Lynne, who actually wrote the song. Wrote the song from ELO. So have a listen, see what you think
1: that was an extract from our radio show let's talk well-being you can listen in every thursday between 12 and 2 on hcr 92.3 fm or online on hcr923fm.com